Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? Glory to God. I give him all the honor and the praise and the glory just for who he is in my life. And he is good. And so, y'all, I'm like... It's been a week, and I thank God that I'm still alive, and I still have joy. After all the things I've been through and I am going through, I still have joy. Thank you, Jesus. The devil is not going to steal my joy. He's not going to take my smile. Glory to God. And so, y'all, I am so excited. I am so excited. I don't know if on the last podcast that I mentioned, but we had several at our church, City of Refuge Church, to go down in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God, which means they was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. We had young people as well as adults. And I am giving God all the glory and honor for that. And I am expecting I am expecting them to receive the precious, precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm expecting an outpouring, glory to God, of His Spirit. And I just, I am so grateful, y'all, for who God is. I'm just saying, like, because He is truly my comforter, my best friend, my provider. He is everything to me, you guys. And I'm telling you, or you girls, I hate, you know, to say that you guys, let me, you ladies, He is everything to me. And so, y'all, on today, this was just, God dropped this in my spirit. And I'm like, God, you are so awesome because I just be thinking about, like, okay, Lord, okay, what do you want me to say to the worth it ladies to encourage me, encourage all of you, and something that I can, like, just something that you can glean on, you know, that the Lord has given me. And I was like, Lord, what can I say? What can I say? And so, I mean, I just be going on through the day and God just dropped these, you know, little nuggets in my spirit and I thank God for it. And so the title on this Tell It Like It Is Thursday, on this Tell It Like It Is Thursday, when that relationship died, I saw the Lord. Glory to God. When that relationship died, I saw the Lord. And so I might get a little... Very, 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 you know, very, very um naked on here. Not physically, you know, not not like that. But I'm talking about like I think the word is figuratively. Okay, not literally, figuratively. But um I wanna be very honest and truthful to you all on tonight so you can feel me, so you can hear me, and I thank God some of you that may see me. But when that relationship died, I saw the Lord. And so a lot of times we get in these relationships that God did not approve of. He did not send that man. I don't care how good he looked. I don't care how much money he got. I don't even care how many times he is coming to church. But a lot of times we get in these relationships, what I call is toxic because uh, you tired of waiting on the Lord. And so you just get in a relationship or you just want to do you. You want to have a man and hey, you want to please you. You want to please as we call it in Christianity or, you know, spiritually, you just want to please your flesh and you don't want to please God. And so that's what you're telling yourself. When you get in these relationships, you don't have to say it, but when you get in these relationships that God didn't ordain, that God didn't approve, you are pleasing yourself and you are not pleasing God. And so I'm going to get very personal on tonight. When that relationship died, I saw the Lord. And that's why I'm saying I saw the Lord because there was a relationship which I had, you know, with my children's father on and off, on and off, on and off for several years, several years. And it wasn't until I had my last beautiful daughter, you know, by him, and she is 14 years old. But when I had her, then I really, really came against her. Like, Tia, you cannot keep doing this. You cannot keep going back to sin. And a lot of times we don't see that we are really sleeping with the enemy. I don't care how good the sex is. You are sleeping with the enemy. I don't care if it's your children's father. You are sleeping with the enemy when this is, first of all, if you're not married, it's fornication and it's a sin. Second of all, you sleeping with somebody and you cannot even see clearly from God. You can't serve God. You can't live for God because you are in 
sin. And so it wasn't until I allowed that relationship to die. Like I had to sever it. And I, I'm going to give y'all a definition of relationship because people be like, oh, that's not love. That's not love. Shut your mouth because it's love. Because when you know that Satan, that the devil, the devil sent this man to you. Then you will realize that, hey, I got to sever this relationship. Yes, treat people nice, cordial, kind. But far as that connection is what had to die so I could see the Lord. Glory to God. And so let me, y'all, let me go to, hold on. Let me go to my definition of relationship. The way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. So I didn't need to be connected to him anymore. And this is another definition, an emotional and sexual association between two people. So we had that going on, emotional, sexual, and every kind of way, and we was connected. And so I didn't realize until I started studying, really studying the word 13 years ago, that this man was sent to destroy me. See, Satan only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He might not, he might still don't understand that. Like he may still don't understand, but the devil was using him and the devil's also using me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exempt, but I'm saying the devil sent him to destroy me. And a lot of times we don't see that because all we see is the sex is good. All we see is they taking care of us or they, they paying some bills or, you know, different things. And so I couldn't really see what God had for me and who I really was until I let that relationship, that sexual connection die. Because a lot of times when you are sexually involved with somebody, things get a little cloudy. So I'm like, everybody can see that, you know, he was toxic for me, but I kept making excuses for him. And I'm like, no, you know, it's going to be okay. And I really wanted him to be saved, which I do pray that he do be saved, but God didn't want us together while he was getting his life together. And and he still is not the man that God sent for me to marry. And I understood that once I stopped that sexual connection, then I was able to see clearly this was not my husband because clearly our purposes don't line up together. Like it's friction there. Like I want to be this person in God. This is not who we want to be in God. This it, it was just friction there and our purposes and who God made me to be did not line up. And see, I was able to see all this once I got out of the relationship and allowed the relationship to die. Because when we were together, I'm like, oh, we have this in common. Like we both like business. We both, you know, we like, you know, helping people as mean as he was. Sometimes he liked helping people and just different things. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause we got some things in common, but then, like, the way that he treated me, the way he wasn't serving God, the way I seen that he didn't want to be saved, and it was just disgusting me because I, God would begin, when I was in sin with him, God would begin to call me, like, call me back home, like, you know what, you need to get out of this relationship, and some things happened to some things happened to me that showed me that, you know what? Satan is trying to destroy me. And so I woke up to that. And then I was, I was like, Lord, if you help me, you show me what to do to get out this relationship. Because at the time, me, you know, me and him was together. Like we was living in the same house. He was helping me pay the bills. All my children are by him. And so I'm like, okay, well, the children can grow up with the father. But then I start like different things like, I was like, I, I wanted them to grow up with their father, but then different toxic traits. I was like, you know what? I don't want my children to grow up thinking that this is okay. It's not okay for two people to live together, like a boyfriend and girlfriend to live together, a fiance and, you know, fiance to live together. You're not married. That's not lawful under God. And I didn't want my children growing up to believe that these things was right. Like I really was discussing with myself forever, you know, letting him come live with me because I knew scripturally, biblically, spiritually, that this is just not right. This is not pleasing to God. And then I had put my children and I was like, now, Lord, I'm going to need you to really forgive me because see, 
generation, I don't want this to go on for generation and generation. My children grow up and think it's, you know, again, think it's okay to, to have sex with people before you marry. It's Or think it's okay for, to have them live with you before you marry. It's all wrong. And so when I look back, I say, you know what? I have to be the example. It's not enough for me to tell them that God says it's wrong for you to have sex before marriage. God says it's wrong for you, you know, to be living with these people, sleeping with these people before you marry. And then I'm doing like that's a hypocrite so i was like lord you know what if you allow me to get out this relationship i will and i will serve you i will serve you and i will give my life to you because god was telling me look look if you get out i'm going to bless you i'm going to take care of you know i'm going to supply your needs but you have to make that step you have to get out of this relationship the relationship that was sent to destroy your life because again the devil only comes to steal kill and destroy that's all he coming for and i seen that he was stealing like my purpose i was not even living like the purpose that god had created me for because i couldn't even see it i couldn't see the lord clearly because it was so my vision was blinded by him, by that relationship. And I only was seeing what I wanted to see. And that was, you know what? The devil would paint this pretty picture like, okay, again, like, yes, your kids need to grow up with their father. Hey, at least he's paying the bills, you know, at least he's taking care of this. But again, he was toxic. I'm not trying to um, put him down in a sense but I'm trying to give you the real because he was talking for me because of the purpose that God had for my life. God did not send him in my life to be my husband. He did not. The devil sent him. And I didn't realize that until I that relationship died. Then I seen the Lord. So it is very important. It is very important that you do not get tied up in these toxic relationships. Like if you're not in one, don't even get in one. And so I'm talking to my saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled women on tonight. If you call yourself saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, why would you be trying to talk to someone that is not saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled? God is against it. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. Get in the word of God for yourself. God meant what he said when he said, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And I believe that. And I believe that it's also in the Old Testament. He was telling his people, like, don't even intertwine with them. Don't intermingle. Don't marry them. Because, you see, they're going to take you away from God. Then you're going to adopt, you know, their values and things. And no, they need to be adopting your values and your faith. And so, and sometimes it corrupts the children. It confuses the children. When you stand up here marrying somebody, you know it's not safe, sanctified, Holy Ghost feel. So I say, why even date them? If they come into you in that way, you need to send them to Jesus. You need to let Jesus save them. You need to let Jesus cleanse them. You need to let Jesus come in and make sure that they are being saved and Holy Ghost filled because they want it, not because of you, because they want to be pleasing to God. But we need to realize on tonight that some relationships need to die so you can see the Lord. We know, listen, some of us know and some of us don't, but it is wrong to be in a sexual relationship with somebody that you are not married to. And you are never gonna see the fullness of your identity in Christ, your purpose or anything else if you tied up and tangled up in this person. You're not gonna see it. And I, I promise you, God opened up so many things to me and I'm gonna go over that. When I cut off that relationship, when that relationship died, died, there's so many things God is telling you on tonight. That relationship must die so you can see who you are in Christ and what is his purpose for your life. So I had to let that die before it destroyed me. And I promise I did. And I have no regrets. I have no regrets. I'm still joyfully single. I'm still not dating. I do not have no boyfriend. I do not have no fiance. And I am joyful because when my husband come, glory to God, I know he's my husband because God already confirmed it to me, which is not my children's father. Because again, the devil sent him and I was able to recognize that later on in my life. And it's like, wait, what? You be saying like, I had to think about like, look, 
how did I let, how did I let, you know, just, just keep happening? I have three beautiful children. So every, like I tried to let it go. I tried to let it go, but I wasn't killing it. I needed to kill it. And sometimes we as single moms, we will make an excuse to talk to the children's father when we do not have to really talk to them. And I'm talking about certain things you have no business talking to them about. No, if it don't have nothing to do with you visiting children or sending money for the children or something like that, certain conversations don't need to be had. Cut it short, especially when you see that he's trying to lead you on to something else. And so I had to come clear to that, like, Cause no, we can never be like, like a husband wife type of family co-parenting. Okay. That can exist. But far as a husband and wife, or you showing up to my house whenever you want to and thinking you're going to get some sexual relations. No, that kind of relationship is not going to be had. And so you got to kill that, that kind of emotional and sexual tie from this man and how you do it. Cut the conversation short. If not have anything to do with the children, and I'm talking about taking care of them, cut it short. Don't have no uh no no fantasy dream of what could have should have could have been. Nope. Hey, this is what you're gonna do for the kids. This is what I'm gonna do. Okay, this is what we're gonna do together. Be cordial and everything. But mm-mm. And I realized this. I had to come to grips like, how did I keep getting caught up in this thing? Like what? Uh because I didn't allow it to die. Oh, it was too much talking, too much talking. No, it was too much of that. And I wasn't spending enough time with the Lord because when things I know about single moms. And so when things would get short far as money, like taking care of the kids, not taking care of me, but just things would be a single mom, things would get short. And then he'll call up and be like, oh, okay, yeah, um, I'm going to send you this money or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. And then, um, then it would lead to other conversations on purpose. And then, no. So I was like, Lord, I see, you know, I see where this is going. And I'm going to make sure that in the future I cut this off. I cut it off because sometimes they will try to wheel you on in with that. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah. When I was weak in a faith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's sounds good. Or, oh yeah. Come on and stay with me. That was a long time ago. And no shacking going on now. My baby 14, uh-uh, I left that situation alone 13 years ago. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. No, no. These are your children. You are supposed to take care of them. I do not have to give you nothing in return for you taking care of your responsibility. So, no, you have to be wise women. You have to be very wise. Deal with them on a cordial level, but you do not have to get that close. And so I recognize how the devil kept trying to entrap me and got... Lord knows, I, I see why the devil wants to destroy me because he know I'm coming for his whole kingdom. I'm cutting off the devil's head. And he knew that. And I thank God that God had pulled me out that pit. And hey, I see the Lord. I see the Lord. That was 13 years ago. And so that is a recap of why I had to let it go. Why did I let it die? Because it was going to destroy me. And I wanted to be pleasing to God. And I wanted to live an abundant life. And I, so I had to let that destroy. I'm so, listen, a little bump and grime is not even worthy to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed in us later on. It's not. It's not even worth it. It's not worth the phone call conversation. It's not worth the companionship. If this man is not who God sent to you you need to let it go like let it go let it die because if it you if you don't kill it it's gonna kill you and I was recognizing that and I had warnings sent to me warnings after warnings after warnings like hey if you don't let it, it hey like God ain't playing just and then Satan is after your life I'm like what and I couldn't see it until certain things start happening again and then I'm like what Show right. Satan want to destroy me. I don't care what he's saying. I love you. Oh, no, I love you. And all this stuff. No, no, you don't. Satan sent you to destroy me. So I got to cut this off at the root. And I thank the Lord for it. Me and my children are doing great, great, great. Because I decided to let that relationship die. That sexual, that emotional tie had to die. Glory to God. And so you have to do what is best. 
you for your salvation and your children if you have them. And so I begin more and more to pray before the Lord, to fast before the Lord. And I promise y'all, he will cut that sexual tie. He will cut that soul tie from you. But you have to want it. And I was like, Lord, listen, I give him up. I give him up. I don't want no parts of him. No. I don't want no parts of him. And I thank the Lord as I continue to keep when I kept like cutting off the ties, not talking to him and all of this and praying and fasting and read my Bible and being around strong minded, Holy Ghost filled people and listening to gospel music and just this daily routine, this daily routine of spending time, hallelujah, spending time with the Lord. I felt so much fear. Day, days went by and I stopped thinking about him. I stopped thinking about him. I stopped thinking about the experiences. I stopped. I said, Lord, I thank you. It's gone. I am free. Glory to God. So you have to make that step. It's not going to be easy to process at the beginning. It's not going to be easy because it wasn't easy for me. But hey, I kept working at it. Well, no, my relationship with God. I kept working at that relationship, working at the relationship with God. And then after a while, I didn't even feel the effects of that. It was dead. That relationship died. And I seen the Lord. Glory to God. And y'all, I just thank God for the freedom. I just I just thank God for it. I don't have that, that tug at me anymore. I thank God for the freedom. And I don't regret the decision to make that relationship die because God has proven himself in my life. I have been blessed beyond measure. And most of all, I have an intimate relationship with God. And that is priceless. And so I'm encouraging y'all to let that relationship die so you can please God, so you can see the Lord, so you can see how he want to use you in these last and evil days because God has something great for all of us to do. But if you are constantly having sex with somebody you don't supposed to be having sex with and you know you are single, you do not supposed to be doing anything, you ain't going to see the life that God wants to give you. You ain't going to take hold of it because God only showed me a glimpse because he was like, hey, this is what I have for you. But you got to come out. Oh, glory. I thank God for it. I thank God for coming out. And I thank God for so many things, so many promises that God have made to me have been fulfilled in my life. I went to heaven uh, working at the bank. Work at the bank, which is less money. I had to work on weekends because I was located in Walmart to now being an educator in the school system, not in the work weekends, all holidays off, vacations and all of that. And I give God the glory. I give God the glory on tonight. When I first came out of scene, he did bless me with that bank job, which was a blessing to me because before that, I had a part-time job, y'all, with a bachelor's degree. God would not release all the blessings hey, he had for me because I was in sin. And it's like, you ain't about to be on the devil's side and think you're going to enjoy the kingdom of God privileges. That's not going to happen. And even if you do have money, even if you do have a nice car, even if you do have all of this, you still ain't going to make it in the kingdom of heaven when you die. You still don't have a relationship, connection with God. You still don't have the peace and the joy and the love of God in your heart. So you missing out on that. When you stand stuck in a relationship that God did not ordain for you to be in. And so I didn't have, I mean, in that relationship, I did not have any joy. I didn't have any peace. I have none of that because I knew, like, it was a part of me that knew this is wrong. Like, it's wrong. And I need to get out of it. So I never was, like, totally comfortable in the situation. I felt that I was stuck. But when God, like, God sent prophets to me, when God kept speaking to me, and my prayer, like, he kept speaking glory. He kept calling me home. And I was like, I got to get out of here. If God said I can do it, I can do it. And so it was like a leap of faith. But anyway, we got to let these relationships die because it's keeping you from the purpose that God has for your life. It's keeping you from the benefits of the kingdom of God. It's keeping you from seeing who you are in Christ. And so I'm going to read Isaiah 6 and 1. This is the uh, scripture text that goes with um, the topic. It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. See, some things have to die for you to see the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings, each having 
six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet, and with two, they flew. They were calling out to each other. Holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Yes, I sing God holy and lifted up. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, it's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. That's how I felt when I came back to the Lord. I have filthy lips. And I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's armies. Then, a, then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongues. He touched my lips with it and said, see, this coal has touched your lips. This, see, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed. Glory. Your guilt is removed. See, that, that reminds me of another scripture. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger? Oh, glory to these people. Who will go for us? I, I said, here I am. Send me. So y'all, I'm telling you, when, when I, that relationship died and I seen the Lord and he cleans these lips of mine. He cleansed my heart. He cleansed my mind. Glory to God. He made me new again. Ooh, ooh, your, ooh, he renewed me. And I say, oh, glory. He restored my joy. He took away the guilt. Glory, because I had, man, I was like, Lord, how could I do this to you? I'm so, so sorry, like, for doing this to you. Because before I had my children, I was saved, saved, fine, filled with the Holy Ghost. But I had went back in the world. And I'm like, Lord, please forgive me. Take away all the sins. I'm so sorry. And so he cleansed me up. And then God's like, like he, he reveals something. He's like, hey, is that your sins are forgiven? See, I have forgiven your past. Your past, hey, it's erased. When you when you repent before God and really mean it, your past is erased. It is gone. No more to be remembered. And I thank God for that. Say your sins are forgiven. And the Lord was like, and then, then ooh, I know the Lord did this for me, y'all. I, I think, I'm telling y'all, I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord on tonight. And y'all, I'm going to pause for just a moment. Just give me a moment because this Anchor Podcast, Lord, I'll be glad when it extends. But the Anchor Podcast only do 30 minutes. And so I have to stop the recording and then do a part two on, on the Anchor. So just give me a moment and I'm going to start recording the next thing. Okay, y'all, I am back for part two of this. So anyway, y'all, when I begin, when God, when God cleansed me and washed me, he began to show me more and more things. And this is how I seen God high and lifted up. And I was like, hmm, God is so loving. I did not deserve forgiveness. Like, I did not deserve forgiveness. But God, he loved me even in my mess because he kept calling me home. Do that mean he approved of my mess? No, because people get that twisted. God loved me even through my, ooh, Lord, I thank you, even through my mess. God loved me. God is so loving. And so it's like a lot of times you're like, ooh, geez, I'm scared. Lord God, and you see him as a judge, and he is, but he also is loving. And so God is loving, and he's compassionate, and he's forgiving, and he's graceful, and he's merciful, because God could have swiped me off this earth at any time, like when I was in my sins. Like, he could have swiped me off of this earth, but he had grace. He showed his grace towards me. He showed his mercy towards me, and I am forever grateful for that because when I was in, I mean, I was just doing my thing, and my father is a bishop, and I mean, that's just, that is disgust because I knew the way. And then I got entangled in this relationship. But God knew, like, you know what? I chose her. And she just do all. But I didn't know. I really didn't know the call, the call that God had for on my life. And I'm going to get to that. But God knew. 
and he had grace and mercy on me because it was not like I was deliberately trying to cause shame on the church. I just wanted to do what I want to do. And so and I got that way because those years back, I stopped spending the intimate time with God. And so I started pleasing what was good for Takiyah and not good for God. And so I'm telling you, you have to be intentional about your relationship with God. And that's why I'm very intentional. And that's why you have to ignore the haters. You have to ignore the people that are carnal minded. You have to go hard for Jesus. Because if you don't, you will start thinking in your flesh. You will start, as we call it, carnal minded. And that's enmity against God. And so the more time you spend with God, the more of his mind and the more spiritual you will be. So I began again, I said this before, to read my Bible more, read those scriptures that pertain to what I need to know about keeping my vessel holy and acceptable before the Lord. And I will, you know, read those scriptures, meditate on the scriptures, read it multiple times a day, listen to the Bible app playing in my ear, whatever it took because I wanted to wake up with Jesus. I wanted to go into bed with Jesus. I would study my word. I would read books on, you know, why and how you know my purpose and different things you know how to overcome these se the sexual sin that I was in you know a fornication like how because I don't want my mind to be on sex no 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 I want my mind to be on Jesus so how the how can I renew so I had to constantly the Bible tell you to renew your mind so I kept renewing my mind daily Bible scriptures Bible scripture Bible scriptures reading reading study meditate listening to gospel music, listening to preaching, listening to motivational speakers, going to the house of the Lord as much as I could. These are things that I kept doing because I didn't, I did not want to fall back into that relationship. And it's been 13 years since the Lord freed me and I'm still free. And I, and I have no regrets. I have no guilt and I thank the Lord for it. And so God, I seen God as a keeper. You know, people get upset. Woo! I thank God for me to keep. No, no, I, I didn't understand what they're talking about until I went through this and, and still going to God is a keeper. He will keep your mind stayed on Him. He will keep your mind in perfect peace if you keep it stayed on Him. So you got to read the Bible. You got to listen to God's music. Keep yourself surrounded around Holy Ghost filled friends because you want to build yourself up on your most holy faith. And that's the problem. Sometimes. If you sitting up there, you listening to worldly music, you feed you around people that's talking about sex, you listen to music about sex or whatever, drugs, cussing. I'm trying to figure out you think you're going to say God is the keeper because you ain't. Because you're going to fall, you're going to slip up and be cussing, or you're going to fall back into the sexual sin, or you're going to be lusting after somebody because you are feeding yourself the wrong thing. So anyway, I've seen God as a keeper because, I mean, I was like, you know what? I know what sex feels like. No one, sex, sex feels good. Now, we all know that. So I never tell the children that sex don't feel good. Sex feels good, but it's not good for you if you are not married. So you don't want to get into that. You don't want to even get into that. And so I found God to be a keeper. And when he kept me abstinent for over 10 years. God is a keeper. And, and if you do those things that I mentioned above, he will keep you. He will keep you. So it's no excuse for us to say that God will not keep because he will because I'm a living witness. I have done to do. I know how to do feel. But when I keep my mind on Jesus, he keeps me elevated so I can overcome the temptation. Don't put myself in a temptation, but overcome by keep myself out because you, hey, it is, I'm telling you right now. You can't hold fire. Now, don't put yourself in these situations because you are still in the flesh. You are still in the flesh. So keep your mind set on Jesus and stay in the right situations. But anyway, I seen God as a keeper. I see him as a keeper. And I see him as this loving father that when you come back, just like in the story that they call the prodigal son, when you come back, he will accept you with open arms. But you have to realize that you are in a sinful state because you're never going to come back until you realize that. Like, I got sick and tired and sick and tired of myself. I'm like, I'm not about to fall for this trap with him no more. Lord, I need you to strengthen me. Lord, I need you to open my eyes. I recognize that this is toxic and it is keeping me away from you. Because I'm going to tell you, I mean, another thing, and then people, people and that person will talk to you. You know what? You ain't going to get no husband because you had three children. But I mean, who going to want you? And let me tell you one thing. If I didn't never, if I don't ever get married, God want me. And I'm sure I'm about to stay with you 
and toxicity. And it, it probably won't be staying with long because it was toxic. So again, no. And so I am good. I am good. And when you know that God love you and accept you, that's all that matter. And you don't have to listen to the lies of the enemy because when the time is right, God is going to make it happen in his face, in the devil's face, because God said it. And so you got to believe the words of the Lord and stop letting people talk in your spirit. Because again, the thing about it, if you never get married, God loves you and God got you and you don't have to settle for the devil's handout. Glory to God. You can live an abundant life as a single mom, as a single. Don't settle for the devil's handout. But anyway, I seen God as his gracious God because man, I'm like, I did too much. I was doing too much. But God forgave me. And it's just so wonderful. And I said, and he just accepted me back with love and arms. And I could feel the love of God. And so those are some ways that I've seen God high and lifted up. And as holy, holy, clean, pure, set apart, like untainted. That is who God is. And since God is holy, I realize more and more that I have to be holy. The Bible says, be holy. For I am holy. And so I'm like, wait, Lord, if you want me to be holy like you are, I'm just going to need you to help me because I'm going to need your help. I can't do this on my own. So I came to the Lord and I did those things that was required of me and those things that discipline, discipline my mind and my body so I can be pleasing to the Lord. And I'm saying it's not the Holy Ghost. You cannot live holy without the Holy Ghost. And when God, when I keep myself filled with the Holy Ghost, because I need that power to live holy, there's temptation all around us. But if we stay full of the Holy Ghost, we will overcome it. But we got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And so I've seen God as holy and I realized, yes, you ain't going to take sin in your sight. You can't use a, you you can't take sin in your sight and you want to use holy vessels. So I need you to keep me holy. And I did those things and read those scriptures and still do. So I can stay holy before the Lord. Number two, I realized that God had a purpose and plan for my life. He took me to um, Jeremiah and was saying like, hey, before I formed you in belly, like I knew you, I ordained you to be this. And so I was like, yes. And so even though the devil tried to hinder or abort the plan that God had for my life, he was unsuccessful because God allowed me to come to myself. And so I thank God for how I realized, you know what? Even though I sinned against God and I was a backslider and all of these things I had on top of my head and my, I'm like, God said to keep, you know, I still have a purpose and plan for you. Like that, that is what I have. And even though like I went out, all I had to do was get back in the will of God so he can carry out the purpose and plan that he had for my life before I was born. See, this purpose and plan didn't just get started after I was born or when I received the Holy Ghost. He had a purpose and plan for my life before I was born or else I wouldn't have been born. And so that's what we all have to realize. Yes, you did some things against God that was not right. It was horrible. It was terrible. It was disgusting. But guess what? When you repent and you come back to God, you can fulfill that purpose and plan that God has for your life. Let God do it. And so it was like the devil, he kept speaking to me through thoughts and everything when I was in sin, like you are, you know, like you are used to, you know, God cannot use you. What you going to do in the church because you didn't do this, did that. People going to be talking about you in the church. People going to be doing it. La, 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 All these thoughts is going through my mind while I'm trying to come back to God. All this was going through my mind. But then God's voice, that soft, sensitive voice just kept saying, oh, no. I've called you to do this. We're going to get to that. And I have a purpose for you. And so God led me. I don't know if a person, a person was led to tell me this book or somebody. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I got my hands on A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And oh my gosh, that book changed my life. And I began to read that book and it encouraged me. And I know that was from the Lord. And so that's why I'm saying like all these gifts that people have, Right. And I love to 
right. And I don't know, some people may be impacted by it, some people not, but some people will do what God has, has told you to do. But that book has helped me tremendously. And so I was like, yes, I do have a purpose. And I didn't know what it was, but God had told me at that, I didn't know at that time, but God had told me already that he had a person plan for my life and I began to read and read the book and I was encouraged by it. So I want to encourage you that remember, that God has a purpose for your life. Read Jeremiah, believes Jeremiah 1, if you want to go back, before you was born. It haven't changed. You just need to turn from your wicked ways and give your life to God and cut that relationship off. Kill it. Let it die so you can see the Lord. But um, God has a purpose and plan for your life. I realize that and I thank the Lord for it. And from that day, it just I just have been having so much joy and I've been fulfilling that purpose. All right, number Three, God revealed to me what he called me to do. He revealed to me what he had called me to do. And I was like, y'all, ooh, y'all, I was getting so excited. And I didn't even understand, like, certain things, like, he just gave me, like, that I would be, like, like, kid, you're going to um speak my word. Like, you're going to speak my word. I'm like, what, what does this mean? going to speak my word. And then as I begin, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit of things that y'all already know. And then you will find out the other things that God has called me to do. But uh, he had so he's told me that, like, you're going to speak my word. You're going to speak my word. You know, I've chosen you, you know, to do this, this, and that. I'm not going to say everything. Chosen you to do this, this, and the other. And he has showed me visions of me speaking, like, to people. And I'm like, hmm. And I just didn't know because, y'all. You would not believe at first I did not like talking in front of people like 13 years ago. I did not like talking in front of a crowd. Like I was like, no, don't get me to speak on the program. Mm -mm, nope, I don't want to do that. I will work behind the scenes. I will, I will do everything like that. But I do not want to know. No, 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 no. I don't want to speak in front of people. But God brought this back to me like a while back when they had called me one time to speak. Like, I said, you're going to speak my word. I'm like, oh, but yes. And, but now, like, I enjoy it. But back then, I was like, no, I don't want to speak. I just was, like, the kind of person that just didn't like to speak in front of crowds. And I just, no. But God has been, like, he's perfecting my gift that he and my calling. But anyway, when he called me, I went to the scriptures. And as I was studying, just studying the word of God. Um, he opened up to me that he had called me to be a teacher. And I'm like, and I'm talking about natural and spiritual. And when I seen that, like, I didn't know these was like, you know, like gifts of spirit and callings, but it is the teacher to teach. And so it's in there. And then one thing I love to do, as y'all can see, I like to encourage people. And that is under being an exhorter. And that is in the scripture. And I was like, Lord, look what you, oh, I thank you. I understand, like, what you, and I couldn't see none of this while I was in a relationship with him. None of it. I didn't see none of this. None of this. None of this. I didn't know what God had called me to do. But when that relationship died, God revealed to me my calling. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I began like to teach Sunday school, you know, teach Sunday school, do different things like that. And then as y'all know, like a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, God promoted me to being a teacher in a school district. But before that, I was on Sunday school teaching and I enjoyed doing that. But again, uh, I wasn't that comfortable about getting in front of in front of an audience just speaking. But God had told me like years ago that no, I have called you out to speak my word. <laughs> But anyway, it's becoming, it has become clearer and clearer over the years because now I enjoy speaking in front of people. I enjoy telling people about the goodness of God. I enjoy sharing my testimony. I enjoy uh, spreading the gospel. I enjoy talking about the scriptures. I enjoy all of that. And so I understood, I understand now, and he's still perfecting me in this thing. But I thank the Lord for how he revealed those two things to me. A, a lot of other things I do, but I'm not going to reveal that to you. You're going to know that by the life that you see me living. But those two things, I'm like, Lord, you know what? I thank you because I just thought I was useless. I really did. I thought that I was useless. I just... Because I did so much. Like, to me, I did so much because any sin was too much. And God had saved me. And I went back in the world. And I, it was so much. But when I really 
cool, Corey. It just brings this mind. When I really gave God my life and was like, this is it, I need you to help me. So I won't do this. I will not get back in this relationship ever again. And when he killed that relationship, and I like when that relationship died, I seen the Lord. And I thank the Lord for it. I understood my calling. Uh, what God had called me to do. And first of all, God, another thing after this, uh, you know, before calling you to be whatever you are, you need to realize that God has called you to be holy. I mentioned that be holy for he is holy. Because like in Isaiah, that cherubim put something on his lips to clean his lips. He had to make him pure. So you you don't need to be caught up on going out to minister to people if you yourself haven't been clean from the inside out. So when I came back from that, when, when that I allowed that relationship to die, it was some, I believe it was some years that went by before I really start publicly speaking, because I had to allow God to clean me, cleanse me and wash me and, and renew my mind, my whole mentality and all of that, because I didn't want to get up in front of people and be a disgrace and to be ashamed, and, uh, you know, and fall from grace. Like they say fall from grace, but you can't really fall from grace. But I, I don't really like saying that term. Um, but anyway, I didn't, I did not, I wanted to be strong. Because, and God knew that. And so God was, God was perfecting me and he still is. But I'm saying that God was changing some things in me before he allowed me to get up and speak to people. Like I have a title of missionary as well. And so he had to perfect some things in me before I got that title. It was some time, I, I believe years that went by. Um, after I came back and that relationship died, some years went by before I was put on these, you know, platforms as we call them, because we have to allow God to cleanse us. Like, don't just, just get up and do anything and your life is dirty because people are not going to accept that. God is not accepting that. He's not getting glory if you're saying one thing, but doing another. And so I'm always trying to, I always try to be open. Listen, you ask me something, I'm going to tell you because we need to be clean before the Lord. We need to be honest before the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, when I do something, I'm asking you for forgiveness because I don't want no sin in me while I'm trying to tell somebody else what to do. And so I just thank the Lord for calling me um, out of darkness into this marvelous light, y'all. It is so marvelous. And I do not regret it because I, hey, Back then, yes, I had a boyfriend, companionship, somebody I talked to on the phone all the time. And if I wanted sexual relations, okay, they was there. Okay. But it, it, it wasn't really all the way fulfilling. But now, like, I have so much joy. I have so much love. I have so much peace in my heart and my mind. Like, I would not trade this for anything. And so, and the calling that God has placed in my life, I take that so seriously and I'm like I want to represent God in all that I do and all that I say and all that I am so first we've been called to be holy when God calls us out and we have been called to be saints because we are the chosen ones and so we can't I I, I understood this we can't blend in with the world and so I understand a lot of times like you're going to be hated for the name of Christ people are going to talk about you people are going to push you to the side they're going to do a lot of things to you because you've been called out of the world you know sometimes when you've been called out of something then everybody's not gonna agree with that they're gonna think you think you all that and that's not it i know that i'm holy so, so certain things i can't take part in okay i cannot take part in okay i have to dress a certain way because God has called me to be a saint. I'm a peculiar people. I'm a royal priesthood, so I can't look like everybody. I am an ambassador. Like God had took me to all these scriptures when He called me out of darkness. Not that I haven't been taught them all ways, but I go, I am sent to stress these facts to the people of God and to those that don't know God. We are called out of darkness into the marvelous light he changes everything about her, us i don't no longer represent myself i represent jesus christ so i have to be the part which is holy i have to look the part i have to be the part i have to look the part because i represent jesus i'm an ambassador and if you study on ambassadors when ambassadors go off 
They have distinguishing qualities on the outside, like distinguishing things that they do on the outside to let you know that they are ambassador from this country. So why do we get on the Lord's side and think we can dress in kind of way, your boobs be out, all cleavage, your behind, short skirt, tight skirt. Why do you think when you get on Lord's side, you don't have to represent? People go to McDonald's, they got a uniform. Burger King got a uniform. That's how we distinguish. Oh, yes, that person worked with McDonald's, that person worked with Burger King. But you think you're going to get on the Lord's side, say you holy, but still, still look like that you are prostituting on the street because that's what it look like. Or you look like that you are thirsty for sex because your cleavage is out. No, 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 no. That is not a holy kingdom woman of God. And I don't care what nobody say. The Bible says be modest. So you, we need to recognize what the Bible says. A holy woman of God, the words is seasoned with salt. You're not cussing everybody out. You ain't cussing nobody out. Because you have been washed and cleansed. I'm not talking about if you just get saved and you may slip up. I'm talking about we got people 5, 10 years, 20 years. Some of you still, you've been saved for this long, but you still cussing. No. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Now, I know it takes time for God to change our character, but no, you are more than a babe in Christ now. It's no excuse for you still to be cussing people out. No, you didn't just get saved. Now, so I'm telling y'all, first and foremost, before you get caught up into titles, prophetess, such and such, all of it, you need to make sure that you have accepted the calling of being holy, which is set apart, per, and what is it, per, and all of those things. And you are called to be a saint chosen out of this world. You need to, God chose you to be an example to the world. You are his witnesses. The witness of, of what God has done in your life. And, and y'all, when God called me out, I was like, yes, yes. Lord, I'm going to represent you because I'm telling you, I let the devil use me for too many years. It ain't no way that I'm going to be half-handed. No, I'm all for Jesus. I'm all for Jesus. Satan, here go your tools back. Here go your tools back. Get out my face. I'm tearing your kingdom down now. You didn't kill me while I was with you. So, hey, I'm going to tear your kingdom down now because I'm going to pull out as many people possible out of, out of your kingdom. Glory to God. So I'm telling y'all, you got to know who you've been called to be. And when my, that relationship died, I seen the Lord. He is holy. Oh, Lord God, he is holy. And I thank God for it. And when I seen that, and I'm calling myself a child of God, then I got to be holy too. I can't, you can't, you can't get around that. And that's why I am so passionate about telling this message to saints. Because if we call to be saints and we don't think we're supposed to be holy, then you ain't a saint. Because if you can't tell no difference apart, what, what you doing? Like what you doing? If you've been called, you've been called out of darkness into the light. If you blending in, you dark too. You need to check yourself because we have to be like it's say even in Revelation, you wretched. And sometimes people can't even see that they are wretched because they are not reading the word of God. See, when, when we come to the word of God, it's going to reveal to us how we are. And we can see ourselves clearly and match it up with the word of God. Be like, oh, no, this is not how God called me to be. This is not who God called me to be. And you can clean yourself up. But the moment you stop, you start just reading the scriptures about blessings and you don't want to read the scriptures about him cleansing you and what you need to do to stay holy. That's when you see yourself just doing what you want to do. But you ain't bringing glory to God. Coming to church, having positions, that's not bringing no glory to God if your life haven't been changed by the power of God. The Bible says you got to form a godliness. And God took me to all them scriptures because I was like, no, ain't no sense in coming to church. And I, I'm like, I thank God for my holiness, Jesus, because I never want to come to church and be a hypocrite. Like, I know, no, it's all not. I came to church, but I wasn't in no positions because I respected God that much. I'm not going to handle the things of God and know my hands was unclean. I didn't want to do that. I just came. And it, it probably was just out of tradition, but I came. But the Lord knew what he was doing because that word, that word was sinking in. And after a while, I allowed that relationship to die because of the holy preaching that I was hearing from my pastor, Bishop Wiley. And I thank God for it. That word brought conviction. And I was like, uh-uh, I got to get myself together with the Lord, with the Lord. Glory to God. Lastly, lastly. Whew. God showed me. God showed me. Y'all, let me make sure. Let me cut off and say, oh, I got four minutes. God showed me. 
when I was talking to him, when I talked to the Lord, he was telling me, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that your children's father is not your husband. You know, that's not who I made for you. And so as I just begin to think of characteristics that I want my husband to have, and I wrote them down, I wrote them down, put them in my notes, and I was talking to the Lord, and I'm like making sure this agree with like, Lord, is this your will for me? And so like, I was talking to the Lord, and so God began to reveal to me those character traits and those qualities that my husband would have. And also, like, he just showed me, like, who my husband was in the spirit. And I'm like, ooh, yes. And I'm looking like, and y'all, it's been years. It's been years since God revealed, like, over 10 years. Over 10 years. And I'm just telling you how good God is and how God is a keeper. Because I don't, I have not dated anybody else, like, since God showed me this. Because I was like, no, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm going to keep myself holy because I'm going to glorify my, glorify God in body and spirit because that's God. And secondly, I know who my husband is. So I don't want to be dating other people. I don't want him to miss me because I'm that, no, I don't need him to get confused. So I'm, I'm not dating other people. I'm not doing anything of that nature. And God showed me this so many years ago, but I just pondered that thing in my heart. And I'm not going to say it until the day happened. And I'm like, I told y'all, I told y'all this is who God had for me. And so I'm just saying that God will reveal to you these things. And it don't, for me, it was all, it took all these years to come to pass. But for you, it might be a year. It might be a couple of months. It took that long from the time that he, God revealed to me my husband I I'm still talking to the Lord on why and I kind of I know why but I can't say all the way why until a while I don't think I'm gonna say it on this podcast I know some reasons why God took uh this long um for it to come together and so sometimes you have to wait you have to um be patient because God is working things out it's a set time that he wants to bless you with that mate and so you have to learn how to wait on the Lord for your mate and I thank God for that and I was like Lord I thank you because people will count you out like you're a single mom you have three children you don't deserve a husband like people would think these things but no if God said you're going to get married you are going to get married okay you are special in his sight and there's other people out here that don't have children but that has sex with a lot of people you just don't know about it so stop stop saying that you're not worth it and i'm not putting nobody down that have several sexual partners i'm just saying we need to stop comparing each other to each other if god said you cleanse god said you wash your wash you cleanse you're brand new and whoever your husband is he's gonna accept you for you and he's gonna accept your children as well so don't don't you start sleeping around with people or settle for the children's father because you think that god don't have nobody else for you god if god said he's gonna bless you with a husband he's gonna bless you with a husband and you don't have to settle for just anyone and i'm like i'm not gonna settle for the devil's handout when the lord told me who he had for me so the devil tried he tried i wish i could tell you i might tell you on some the devil tried to frustrate my purpose i'm like listen devil, i don't care who you send i know who god has for me and that is exactly who i'm going to wait for glory to god glory to god and so y'all be encouraged on tonight i'm gonna end this so i don't have to do another another um podcast but i'm telling y'all you need to wait you need to wait, I say, on the Lord because God is going to do it. God is going to do it. God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. So sometimes in closing, you have to let that relationship die so you can see the Lord. God said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God said that hey, you are marvelous. God said these things. You are God's workmanship. You, I've mentioned it before. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, glory to God. And so you don't have to set, let that relationship die so God can bless you. The Bible even say, hey, he will give you double. I believe it said for your shame, you're going to have double. Come on now, I'm believing, I'm walking in the blessings of God. I don't care, I don't care what the devil try to whisper. I'm walking in the blessings of the Lord. If it's anything else, I know my relationship with God is great. 
I'm telling y'all, you got to listen to the word of God. It says, oh, I'm trying to think of my scripture. Like, 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 like he will bless you with more than you can ask or think. I did not think that I would be a teacher like those 13 years ago. I did not even know that's what God had for me to do right now. But when that I let that relationship die, I saw the Lord. So I'm telling y'all, be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. Let that relationship die so God can bless you with what he wants to bless you with. So you can walk in purpose. So you can have that love, joy, peace, all of that, all the fruit of the spirit. Because sometimes you can be in a relationship and still be depressed. That's because you haven't given your life to Jesus. You don't feel fulfilled because you haven't given your life to Jesus. I'm telling you on tonight, give your life to Jesus. Let that relationship die so you too can see the Lord. And so I pray y'all have a blessed night. I pray y'all have a blessed night. If you need to reach out to me, I'm on Facebook under Takia Wally. Hey, sorry, y'all. My podcast cut off towards the end, but glory to God. If you want to reach me, you can reach me on Instagram at Holy Lady T. H-O-L-Y-L-A-D-Y-T. And I hope everyone is having an awesome day. Be blessed. Stay holy. Peace out.